Last week, I reported here that Benedict XVI's modu proprio Samorum Pontificum was on its way to being repealed, and that for many Catholics this would be tantamount to the Latin Mass being formally suppressed by the Holy See. A criticism from the voices trying to make themselves appear to be above the fray and more restrained in tone said, Wait and see, wait and see, this hasn't been confirmed. Well, it was confirmed almost immediately by well-respected Catholic journalists who work the Vatican beat, and more details have emerged since that initial report. I'll go over those for you today, and I'll include what this may look like in the beginning with the details that we have. The confirmation of the revoking of Samorum Pontificum comes by way of Diana Montagna and Marco Tosati, both of whom are well-respected in their fields and not considered to be people who operate on the fringes. So let's get started. Let's begin with a new appointment to the Holy See's Office for Liturgy. Archbishop Arthur Roche has been chosen by Pope Francis as the new head of that office. His title will be Prefect for the Congregation of Divine Worship. He has told all the bishops of the world that it is an ecclesiastical duty to implement the Novus Ordo. This is the man who will be assisting with the implementation of the repeal of Samorum Pontificum. Now, a question I have is this. Wasn't the Novus Ordo implemented in 1970? What is he getting on about here? That the real Novus Ordo has never been fully implemented yet? I tell you now, be wary of anyone in a position of authority who talks like this about anything. But on the implementation of the Novus Ordo, he says the following. Fifty years is not a long time in the history of the Church. The reform has happened. It still remains our ecclesial duty to implement that reform with great care and respect. The 50th anniversary is a time to renew that ecclesial commission at every level in the Church. I end by echoing the words of Pope Benedict XVI, who wrote, The most sure guarantee that the Missal of Paul VI can unite parish communities and be loved by them consists in its being celebrated with great reverence and harmony with the liturgical directives. This will bring our spiritual richness and the theological depth of this Missal. It is no accident that he quoted Benedict XVI. While the Novus Ordo has certainly been implemented, and no move by Francis has happened in the past eight years to rein in clown masses and charismatic pop concert masses, this language is meant to assure those of you who are okay with reverent Novus Ordo if there is no TLM. I'd advise caution here. The quoting of Benedict is meant to assuage doubts about rescinding his landmark act as Pope, and as such it isn't to be taken at face value. All of my sources for this will be listed, as usual, on my sources blog at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this channel, with a .org afterwards. I suggest following me there as a backup for this place. You'll also find a link to this in the to these today's show notes in the pinned comment, for reasons I'll get to later. Anyway, the selection of Roche to this point is a giveaway. When Samorum Pontificum was issued, Roche claimed that the power of the bishops to stop the Tridentine Mass remained in effect. That was in direct contradiction to what Samorum Pontificum said in plain language, but we shouldn't be surprised. He is a protege of Cardinal Murphy O'Connor of the St. Gallen Group, who really upset Benedict XVI with a resistant interpretation of that document that fundamentally did not change anything from the previous standard, that is, of the indult, where the Latin Mass was mostly not allowed anywhere in the church because it was entirely up to the bishops, who had all become hostile to it. Now, I want to tell you what this may look like when this happens. We know that Samorum Pontificum is absolutely detested in France and Italy. The bishops of those dioceses do not like the traditional Latin Mass in the slightest, though, of course, there may be a bishop here or there who is just indifferent or even supportive, but their conferences of bishops are respectively 
extremely hostile to the traditional Latin Mass. And it isn't a shocker, especially if you've been following my reporting on this for any length of time. It was only two or three months ago that I reported that the bishops of France had responded to the Holy See survey of the bishops on the topic of Samorum Pontificum, and the bishops of that country had responded rather negatively to the Latin Mass and to Samorum Pontificum. In France, it is widely known that the vast majority of vocations to the priesthood go to the Society of St. Pius X, as well as to the Fraternal Society of St. Peter and the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest. Across Europe, we see similar accounts with very few ordinations happening for the various dioceses. Now, what does that mean in practice? In some instances, it is very likely that the bishops of these places view Samorum Pontificum as a threat to their authority, and fear that these groups may functionally replace them. For now, there is not much that they can do about them, but with Samorum Pontificum out of the way, you will begin to see in those countries and other places that where the bishops are less accepting of the Latin Mass, begin trying to dismiss the FSSP and the Institute of Christ the King out of their dioceses. And why? Because at the end of the day, you can have your Middle Ages Mass, but not your Middle Ages theology. This is the attitude of the modernists in Rome, and it was expressed bluntly by Massimo Fagioli, as I have said numerous times in numerous videos. He is a well-connected Vatican historian, and he knows what he's talking about here, at least, in, and he reflects entirely the attitudes going on in Rome. And maybe at the time he made that statement a few weeks ago, he knew from his Roman contacts that Francis was working on repealing Samorum Pontificum. So we can expect in some places the FSSP to be given the boot from dioceses, while in others that won't be the case, at least in the beginning. Later, perhaps in this pontificate or under Francis's all but handpicked successor, we will see further rollbacks. The status quo will be the indult promulgated by John Paul II, but even that could be rolled back and probably will be. We are very likely to return to a time when Latin masses outside of the SSPX are extremely rare. What will happen to the FSSP and Institute of Christ the King under that scenario? They'll be expected to conform, either to adopting a so-called Reverend Novus Ordo, or, I think equally likely, the Congregation for Divine Worship will promulgate some new version of the TLM that is in the vernacular and has all the hallmarks of the Novus Ordo that most traditional Catholics simply don't want to be a part of. I'm basing this off of renewed reports that the FSSP and Institute of Christ the King are about to be given the bishop they were promised in 1988, but never received. And the names associated with that move are all hyper-modernists. At the very least, these organizations will be reined in by Rome. So say goodbye to priests in those groups that are Lefebvrean in spirit, and teach the faith and explain the errors of Vatican II with surprising honesty from an, from an okayed organization. There is a theory that I think is accurate that I want to mention here. A mutual on Twitter who goes by the humorous handle, the great Stalin, yes, after the leader of the USSR from World War II, has this hypothesis. It gets something like this and is based as a response to something Dr. Marshall said. Marshall said, quote, They'll make us all schismatics when we, the SSPX, FSSP, ICKSP, or whoever, consecrate bishops for tradition because Rome won't. That might be the aim, and I'm certain that there are authorities in Rome who would love to brand all those resistant to this change as in schism. But here's the thing. While consecrating bishops without the consent of Rome is a schismatic act, it does not put one or a group into schism with the church. Are you confused about that? It shouldn't be that confusing. Here's how, the, how it works. To quote the mutual of mine who described this very well, properly speaking, a schismatic is one who rejects the authority of the Holy See per se, i.e., not just this or that pope, but all popes as a matter of principle, like the Eastern Orthodox and the Protestants. 
Traditionalists do not and cannot hold that principle, so how can it apply? How can one be a schismatic for desiring the traditional Catholic faith, held by all throughout the time until very recently? He goes on and says that those in authority who reject the traditional faith are the ones in de facto schism, and that is accurate. Now, you may be wondering about declarations by various bishops and cardinals about a certain priestly fraternity being in schism. They've never been declared to be in schism formally, and to be in schism requires a formal act from either Rome or the group in question declaring things as such. It doesn't matter what a famous and well-meaning cardinal says on this matter. The SSPX offer the Mass in the name of the Pope at every single Mass, which is not something schismatics tend to do. Now, that take that I just mentioned from my mutual is based on something Dr. Marshall said, and I'll disagree with that take on one thing. The FSSP and Institute of Christ the King are not going to consecrate bishops independently. That is simply not something that will happen. The founder of those groups left the SSPX over that issue in the 1980s. This is a simple disagreement with Dr. Marshall that I have, and not something done out of disrespect for him. You know, just difference of opinion. I simply just cannot see a group consecrating bishops independently when their own superior general has done mental gymnastics to make sure the world knows the FSSP does not consider itself to be traditional Catholics or a traditional priestly fraternity. Yes, their superior general did say that back in 2019, I think it was. It got little attention from anyone at the time for some reason, but don't expect them to consecrate bishops at any time soon. The SSPX are a different story in that regard, but whether that happens or not is anyone's guess, and I'm not going to speculate on it further. But that's your update to this story. The times are getting interesting, and with a renewed push for the Novus Ordo in the name of reverence coming from the head of the CDW, who has a history of being opposed to some warm pontificum, it is appropriate to be skeptical of motives here. And I will say this, we could all be wrong that could be going back to the indult. It could be more severe than that. We'll have to hold fast and see what comes from it. But until then, let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. And for those of you with questions about the SSPX position with Rome, I'll have a link in today's show notes at returntotradition.org to something the Auxiliary Bishop from Kazakhstan wrote on that topic in an official capacity for the Holy See. It's as close to an official document we have on that subject, and it does represent Rome's opinion on the matter, its present opinion. Check the pinned comment for a link to the show notes directly so you don't have to search around. But for now, like, subscribe, and hit that bell so you don't miss an update. And pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.